This is The Playbook. My biggest takeaway of the week was about defining moments and inflection points. And it was stimulated by Tim Story, who told me that uh, we nurse it, curse it, and rehearse it. And I started looking at where that comes from. And where it comes from is these inflection points, defining moments of our past. And you know that I always reconcile, Jake, time into everything. And time is infinite in the past. It's restricted or limited by 24 hours in the present, uh, which is a collective uh, limitation for Earth, for all of us here. But then it's unlimited in the future, uh, knowing that the only limitation in the future, because there's no defined moments or inflection points, the only limitation is the meaning that we give the defined moments or inflection points. In other words, we are the only limitations of our future. Therefore, I had a takeaway about those defining moments and inflection points in my past and the meaning we give it, because that meaning uh, is the limitation uh, that we give ourselves. And it takes time uh, to change the meaning. Um, But if we can identify the defining moments, if we can identify the inflection points that are most important to us, and give it the meaning that we want. And I'll give you a quick example, Jake. Uh, You know, I lost over $100 million in 2008. I lost everything. And at that time, when I had to go walk over to my mom's house and tell her, well, the only reason I wanted to be rich was to buy her a house and a car. She had raised six kids, worked two jobs, uh, and just watching her had given me uh, the idea of the enjoyment of the consistent, persistent pursuit of my potential. But as I walked over to her house to tell her that I had lost everything, including her house, uh, because I had forgot to take her house out of my name, uh, the meaning I gave that at that time was not the meaning that it has today. It's not the meaning that has allowed me uh, to accelerate a trajectory of a greater potential than I ever imagined for myself. It allowed me to shift a paradigm uh, from uh, one of living in a world of just enough for me, giving to receive and trade and negotiation in a literally scarce world of just enough of zero sum into this world of more than enough. And so the meaning that I give what at that time was the worst day of my life now is one of the best days of my life. And as I celebrate my 25th anniversary and my wife's birthday today, I think about the meaning that I gave that moment that my wife saved my life, that that saved my life, that instead of buying things I don't need to impress people I don't like, I now understand abundance. I understand that I need to receive to give and that appreciation of everything I have stems from the ability to add value to it. And acknowledgement is simply acquiring the knowledge of what I had. Therefore, when I lose it, when it's manipulated, cheated, or stolen from me, it's actually and can be more valuable because if I find the light, the love, and the lessons in it, then giving it away. But none of it, acquires its true potential unless I ask for more. I ask for more in a trajectory of what I think I want in the future, willing to have an open mind and open heart and open hands to change that mind, my heart and my hands according to the meaning that I give those defined moments and inflection points. And I want everyone to take that away and to think about the most important defining moments in your life 
and the inflection points in your life, what meaning are you giving it? Are you nursing it? Are you cursing it? And what rehearsing are you doing? Are you rehearsing a positive aligned trajectory to what you think you want? Or are you rehearsing a victimization and interference between you and what you think you want? That's my takeaway for the day, Jake. I'm sure we have a lot of people lined up and to see uh, and learn their takeaways. They get such great exposure. I use this as an aggregate, a repository to gather the best pieces of nuggets and lessons that we've learned during the week. Who do you got up next to give us their takeaway, Jake? First, a very special guest, Dave. It's actually your daughter, Marissa, joined. So, Marissa, welcome to the room and happy... Uh, I'd like to share your takeaway for the week. Welcome, Marissa. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Jake. Dad, really smooth, to... <laughs> Jake. I think Jake's hungover from being in Nashville. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, probably. I hope you're having a good time in Nashville, Jake. And um, congratulations to your sister. Dad, happy anniversary. I love you. Good morning. Um, my takeaway of the week is to give intention or make an intention board versus a vision board to define not only what I want, but um, how I'm going to get there. I love it, Marissa. And, uh, you know, my favorite mathematical equation of luck is not only what we pay attention to, what's pictured on our vision boards, uh, but what we give the five levels of intention to. So when we put up a house that we want on our vision board, like John Asroff did in Del Mar years and years ago, as portrayed in The Secret, he also gave it five levels of intention. He called it the law of Goya, get off your ass, G-O-Y-A, because he started to do everything in order to get that house. He started to say everything aligned with getting that house. He started thinking everything aligned with getting that house. He started believing in line with what he wanted in that house. And belief is a quantitative analysis of how long are you spending interfering with your belief if you can quantify is it minutes and moments days weeks months or years that you're interfering with what you intend what you want through what you do say think and believe you will clear the interference and i spell interference i-n-t-e-r-f-e-a-r fearance uh, what you're doing to interfere with that inspiration, that feeling of connectedness, that abundance, that infinite feeling of being in the flow where you can not only manifest what you desire rapidly and accurately, but also be intuitive, intellectual, and inspired along the way. Marissa, I'm glad uh, you are uh, learning as you join us. Thank you so much for taking the time. Call your mom. I no, you probably already have. And I called her, her first birthday. thing this morning and woke her up. <laughs> nice. All right. But well, yes, I love you. She, she appreciates that more than anything. I love you, Marissa. That's my daughter, Marissa, my oldest daughter who lives in New York City and uh, is growing. And I'm so proud of her. I love her. And I always have her back. Anyway, Jake, reset the room. Let's get some more takeaways for the day. Let's do it. Thank you, Marissa, for joining today. This is the Breakfast with Champions, 7 a.m. Pacific time, 10 a.m. Eastern time. Welcome, everybody. We are in the Breakfast with Champions, the best room here on Clubhouse. Thank you all for joining. Today's topic is your takeaway of the day, takeaway of the week. So if you'd like to share, just back channel me or raise your hand here and we will aim to bring you up. Also, if you have any questions, you don't get a chance to ask today. Just email david, david at dmeltzer.com. 
david at demelter.com. Let's also take a quick second here. Use the share button at the bottom. Also use the chat as well. Let's share this out with your friends, family, the whole community. We're really creating uh, the best community here on Clubhouse and the Breakfast with Champions. So, Dave, if you're okay with it, should we bring up some more takeaways? I would love that. Let's do it. Amazing. Let's bring up uh, Limitless Siga. Siga, if you can unmute yourself and welcome to the Clubhouse. Good morning. Good morning, Jake. Good morning, David Melsa, and happy 25th anniversary to you and Julie. Thank you. <laughs> I'm always excited, of course, to be in your presence. I have to say that all the time just because where you vibrate, the street you live in. One of the things I have taken away that has really impressed upon me um, being around you and going through some of your group coaching is when you talk about the partnership and the journey of your love with Julie, especially impacting me was when you talked about how she made you better, help you to become the highest, truest expression of yourself, especially when you were facing challenges. My question to you, Dave, is how do we balance, of course, the need, like Amelia always says, to focus on you and how you feel and how you need to grow and be responsible and accountable for going through your challenges, but also balancing it with having a partner around you who challenges. Oh, a beautiful question. And it really stems from uh, another takeaway, which is the evolution of accountability. Uh, accountability started for me in a Covey-esque uh, effective habit. Accountability, as Covey teaches, is responsibility. And responsibility is how able am I to respond? Uh, and in what direction do I respond? Do I respond in blame? Do I respond in shame? Do I respond in justification? What is my response ability? Uh, and then for me, it evolved you know, through the participation I've had in the Transformational Leadership Council and all the work I do with the Law of Gravity, the Law of Goya, and the Law of Attraction. It was, what did I do to attract this to myself, this challenge, this setback, this failure, this lesson, and what am I supposed to learn from it? And I sat in that evolution from responsibility to this idea of attraction and living above the line, not in blame, shame, justification, but above the line, asking myself, what did I do to attract it to myself? But one of the aspects that I learned through that is, you know, what happens, you know, to things, traumas that happen to us as, as children. And, you know, I had the uh, fortunate and unfortunate uh, uh, life experience of, of being abused when I was nine years old. And I, as I got older, said, well, what did I do to attract that to myself? And what am I supposed to learn from it? And that's been the crux of my new evolutionary meaning of accountability and where it falls into the context of my own accountability, but also of other people, individual work, not challenging me with challenges. My not only responsibility, not only my attracting, but more importantly, what am I doing to participate in my perception and other people's perception and what am I supposed to learn from it? For me, it's a lot more abundant and 
constructive in its nature to think about when my wife tells me she's leaving me years and years ago, that I better take stock in who I was and what I wanted to become or else I was going to die in her opinion. I ask myself, what am I doing to participate in that perception? What am I doing to participate in my perception of that? And what am I supposed to learn from it? You see, when people give us yes for an answer, there's very few lessons to be learned when people are kissing your butt. But when somebody challenges you or the universe or source challenges you by giving you an obstacle, a setback, a mistake, a failure, a void, a shortage, resistance, interference, and we ask ourselves, what am I doing to participate in other people's perception? And what am I doing to participate in mine? And when we do that and search and seek now for the lessons, the light and the love in it, we accelerate, grow, and exponentially compound on our trajectory towards what we think we want when we utilize the subtle distinction of participation in a perception, not attraction, and not responsibility. All kind of are subcategorized within the context of participating in perception, but yet in the end, it is our perception, our meaning of the failure setbacks, of those inflection points and defining moments that will make our journey, our message, right? Our life is our message. It's the messages we receive and the messages we give. That is our journey. And I find that that ability to be accountable in the participation in perception has been the most uh, productive and positive way to experience the lessons instead of blame, shame, and justification. Does that sound fair? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yes, That's Coach so Macho. <laughs> right on, man. Hey, Jake, <laughs> why don't we bring up the next guy? <laughs> awesome. Coach Macho, do you want to share your takeaway of the week? See you just joined. Uh, yeah, um, my takeaway for the week is um, just – um, gratitude, focusing on what you're grateful for. And, um, I mean, that's helped me lift myself out of some tough situations that I've been in. So just being grateful. Love it. Gratitude's always a great takeaway, uh, in the idea that it's the fastest and easiest and least expensive way to change your life simply by saying thank you before you go to bed and when you wake up. It is proven metaphysically, quantum physically, physically to change your life. And it's amazing what comes before gratitude, though, is that idea of coherence, the ability to remember to say thank you, recollect to say thank you, remind in gratitude and actually do it. Uh, I think that's the hardest part. It's not the believability of gratitude being so powerful because it takes 0.1 seconds and it's free. It's more importantly the habit forming machine of coherence to say, uh, you know, can I remember to say thank you in the most challenging times? And can I remember it in the easiest times, like when I go to bed and when I wake up to have that aggregate effect, that exponential impact. So uh, always gratitude, forgiveness, accountability, and inspiration up there on the golden nugget charts of takeaways. All right, Jake, uh, who do we got next? Perfect. Yes, the golden nugget charts of takeaways. So thank you, everybody, for joining. Just want to quickly uh, reshare uh, re and, and uh, reset the room here. If you have any takeaways of the week, everybody, that you'd like to share, just back channel me or raise your hand and we will aim to bring you up. We are in the Breakfast with Champions, the Power Hour with David Meltzer. And today's 
topic is takeaway of the week. So if anyone would like to share, just let me know. And let's continue to share the room. Share the room in text, share the room on Clubhouse, share the room wherever and whenever. So thank you very much all. So let's bring up next uh, Christina Madrigal. Christina, if you can unmute yourself and welcome to the Clubhouse. Hi, good morning. Thank you so much. Um, so much to celebrate today. Congratulations, David, and um, happy birthday to uh, to your wife. So um, thank you. <laughs> so so I just love y'all so much. Um, so my takeaway of the week is um, I, I will do my best not to break down and cry, but um, my dog passed, um, as you know, about four, a little over four months ago, and um, I've been really struggling and. Um, one of my daily values, as is yours, is forgiveness. And um, I was having a really hard time um, forgiving myself. And I didn't realize that until this past week when um, I, I I felt guilty for, I should have known this, should have known that, or what have you. And um, just the knowledge and the awareness that I was like beating myself up and being hard on myself for, for just out of pain, I guess, but I'm um, really forgiving myself. And uh, it's a process and a practice and it's gonna take a little while, but um, I just am grateful that I was, uh, that, I, that, I, that I started that, that journey of forgiving myself in that way so I can enjoy his memory and make it, um, you know, a good thing that he was in my life for so long. So thank you <laughs> and the team for helping Aww. me with the process. Well, it is process. It is process and it is progression. And I have a little frame framing trick to add to your takeaway. Um, and it's a, it's a little bit, uh, you know, more construct in its nature. Um, but, you know, in life, when I'm forgiving myself and processing and practicing and progressing that forgiveness towards uh, what I hope is potential or perfection, uh, which I know is an infinite journey, um, I use a simple framework and say to myself, who do I love the most in my life? My wife, my mom, my children. And, you know, how many effed up things have I done to them? I stole money out of my mom's purse when I was 11. That's a pretty shitty thing to do. Uh, but yet I love my mom so much. Without her, I would not have everything that I have. Uh, you know, anyone that's been married, I'm sure you have a long litany of terrible things that you've done to the most important person in your wife, even if you've been happily married for 25 years, uh, and our children, right? Unintentionally and intentionally, how many effed up things, right? I used to say about Marissa, who was on here first with her takeaway, she won't need a scholarship to college because academically she has great capability, but uh, she'll need a therapy fund for all the effed up things uh, that I put her through. And guilt is an ego-based consciousness that goes along with that, especially when we care for those people or dogs or cats or fish that we love so much. But in the end, Christina, we are imperfect people on the pursuit of a perfect journey. Imperfect, beyond measure. And in order to facilitate being happy in the reality of being imperfect, there's only one tool, one capability that allows us to continue on for the better, and it's forgiveness. And there's only one person that we need to forgive when we have the need to be guilty or offended or resentful or separate, inferior, superior, angry, anxious, sad, all the feelings that we have. 
There's only one mechanism, forgiveness. Forgiveness. When we stop and we drop and we forgive, it allows us to recollect, remind, and remember what it is that we want in a trajectory towards that in the pursuit of our potential and our perfection. And so by utilizing forgiveness, we can get there faster. My only suggestion in your journey, in your progress, in your pursuit of your perfection and your potential is that you should only spend minutes and moments. It shouldn't take four months. We can go ahead and practice this expertise of forgiveness and move on. Learning the light, the love, and the lesson, seeking what we want in the relationship, but knowing you are an imperfect being on the pursuit of a perfect journey. Remember, you are an imperfect being, just like me, just like everyone else, the hundreds of people listening in and the thousands of people on the webinar listening in. We're all imperfect in the pursuit of a perfect journey. And the only way we get there faster, more accurately, in a trajectory aligned with synergistic or supplementary to what we think we want in that pursuit is forgiveness and keep on practicing that forgiveness. I adore you. I love you. And I appreciate your imperfection. And I also appreciate your pursuit. Thank you for your well wishes. And I know that you will heal quickly by forgiving yourself.